Oh, please, please, no. No, hold the applause. It is another edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. <laughs> so glad to have you with us. Uh, it is uh, our, our humble little podcast is, uh, is growing. We are streaming live on all the platforms, and we are so glad you're with us. After another intense week here in Florida, I'm Matt Austin. And I'm Ginger Gadsden. We're so glad that you can join us. We know you're busy and you have other things to do, but you're making time to to listen to us talk about the stories that we hope that you care about and are talking about too. And there are no shortage of stories in uh, the state of Florida. Yes, we have uh, some fascinating stuff. My my little laptop computer here is about to blow up from all the video and the graphics <laughs> that we made for this show. I would like to say, hey, we got. Tons of people joining us on Facebook. Lauren, uh, she's going face-to-face learning. We're going to talk a lot about schools today. That is what what people are really talking about at the moment. And parents seem to have a lot of anxiety about this right now, Gigi, don't you think? Oh, you know, I, I don't have kids, but most of my friends, many of my friends have kids who are in the school system. And it is one of the most important and stressful decisions they are making right now, including you, because I sit next to you every day. So I hear, you know, you talking to your kids saying, well, this is this and this is that and trying to, you know, figure out what you guys want to do. So it's a it's so tough because no matter what you decide, you wonder if you made the right decision. That's the thing. You kind of want to hedge your bets as a parent whenever you make a decision to where you're at least you're trying to keep everybody safe and trying to keep everybody happy because obviously the kids, at least in my case, they really want to get back into school. You know, my middle schooler, Lulu, we call her the mayor of her middle school because she walks around. She's like, hey, what's up, Sophia? How you doing? Hey, hair's looking good. You know, she's that is just who she is. And we were sitting at dinner the other night. She goes, guys, look, I love you, but I need to get some social interaction. <laughs> you know? So so we are trying to deal with that and also, you know, keep everybody in our family safe. Uh, you know, we've got uh, our parents who live around here. So we are kind of in the same struggle as, as most Floridians. Here is what the governor, obviously the governor has been pushing for schools to open back five days a week, giving parents the option. And the reason we're talking about this a lot right now, I should say, Orange County, uh, and Seminole County have to decide today. In fact, the Seminole County parents have to choose in the next 52 minutes what they're going to do with their kids' school year. So let's listen to the governor and hear what he has to say about this. Florida did better than most states with distance learning, but let's be honest. It's a far cry from in-person instruction, and it placed a tremendous burden on our working parents. Okay, so so he really wants to give parents the option to get back in school. Now, a lot of people are saying just giving us that option is sort of making it hard to choose. Some other states have already pushed uh, for virtual learning to begin the year. We've got a lot of people weighing in for us right now, but I do wanna, I wanna play what some of the parents are feeling, some of that anxiety they're having, especially after news headlines came out yesterday that a nine-year-old uh, passed away who had COVID. Let's listen to these parents. As a parent, this is probably the most difficult decision that I've ever been faced with, you know, and I have three kids. As of yesterday, I thought I had made a decision after contacting his school and speaking with the assistant principal. And then after hearing that a nine-year-old had passed away from COVID, I'm now back up in the air and a little pressed for time. We'll probably be at the very last minute, like, okay, fingers crossed, pray to God, here's what we're doing. 
Okay, so that's what a lot of people are doing. And I know a lot of folks uh, are choosing to go either the virtual option or the launch ed. One thing I do find interesting um, is that the principal of my kid's school sent out a message saying, if you choose virtual instead of launch ed, that changes the funding. Basically, these schools get a per pupil funding. And if you do the virtual, that doesn't count as being a part of that school. So that's something to factor in as you make these decisions. But that doesn't seem right because they're still being taught and they're still being, you know, they're considered a student in that school. They're just not in the physical building. So, I mean, I don't feel like they should be punished for that. The other thing that is so scary, Matt, is because we hear that children are not the vulnerable ones when it comes to coronavirus or COVID-19. So when you hear a nine-year-old dying from something like this, it really changes everything and it changes the way you think about it because while they say the kids are, you know, and they are the least likely to be spreaders or to be impacted by it, uh, one child is one child too many. Yeah. And that's the scary thing about this disease. You just never know how it's going to impact people. I would certainly say from the numbers, you know, it seems like this this virus doesn't affect kids as much from from everything we've seen, but it does affect some kids. And you're right, you know, when you see a headline like yesterday, especially as people are making these tough decisions, I think, you know, it, it really messes with people. Uh, some people are yeah. saying, uh, oh, I'm sorry, Gigi. Yeah, we've got uh, Paige weighing in. She's saying definitely not sending mine back to school. Uh, Elizabeth saying virtual for mine for now. Um, and, and this is interesting. Susan Caldwell says, if you have an uneasy feeling about going back, then you really know your answer. Yeah. Yeah. That's kind of like what I was saying. You want to hedge your, you want to hedge your bets a little bit, but you're also getting a lot of pressure. My other daughter is in high school and she's got AP classes and honors classes. And she's telling me, dad, how am I going to do that on a computer screen? Like I, I don't learn well that way. So, uh, it's, it's tough. And, uh, I don't, it's, it's a, it's tough. And I, think I was going to say that we're just, you know, we're recording this it's on a Friday and we just got the new numbers in for Florida and we just added 12, more than 12,000 new cases. So that's also tough as parents, you know, are coming upon a deadline to make a decision. And as mentioned in Orange County, they have to make that decision in less than an hour from now. Yeah. Yeah. Very true. And one thing before we move on from schools, I do want to talk about this. Um, I was looking at uh, our website at clickorlando.com, really broke something down that was interesting. A lot of people have been asking us, what's going to happen if someone at the school tests positive for COVID-19? Are they just going to shut the whole school down? What are they going to do? So we called all the school districts in Central Florida. And here's basically the the gist of it, they're going to isolate the staff member, the teacher, or the student immediately, they say. They say they're going to begin contact tracing to determine who that person may have been exposed to, contact the local and state health departments, disinfect the school property. And uh, they also add that they very well might end up closing the school if they have to or changing schedules of people. Um, so that's just something important to know. It doesn't sound like they're just going to shut everything down immediately as soon as one person tests positive but it's really not realistic at this point it's pretty surprising because also they talked about school buses and they said what if a sick like, you find out that someone like maybe a bus driver or even a child on the bus uh tested positive they said they could turn that bus around in 24 hours they would take one day to deep clean it and then 
24 hours after that, it would be back in rotation. Yeah. And they all have some extra time to plan for this now. Most of them have pushed back at least a week or two weeks, uh, the school district. We also have adults uh, dealing with COVID in interesting ways, don't we, Ginger? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay, so wait a minute. Where are we going with this one? I can't uh, remember what... We, oh, we got Osceola. Yeah. Oh, no, I know. I'm sorry. I just <laughs> lost my train of thought. You're good. Like it's something else in my brain. I was like, no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so the crazy thing to me is when you know that there was a virus out there that is spread through person-to-person contact and you, like, you know, your, your spit, your whatever travels in the air, it, you know, you don't even you don't want to go to a party and you certainly don't want to go to a party with hundreds of people who are not wearing masks, who are drinking. And that's there it is right there. This is happening in Osceola County. And this they're talking about rental properties. People are, you know, renting these beach homes or um, Airbnbs and they are just in the streets living it up. And you, this is like their their night cam, their night vision. And you can't tell. But. None of these people are wearing masks, but you see them walking around with solo cups. And the sheriff there is like, what are you people doing? There was one, I think it has like upwards of 400 people. And the neighbors are so concerned because now these people are in their community and then they're going back to their own homes and taking it, possibly taking it with them. I just find it so reckless and it's just mind boggling that these are adults, not, not kids, these are full-grown adults doing this. And they said that, the sheriff there said that even he believes like these parties are being thrown by gang members. So that's another level of fright to throw in there with, with all of this that's happening. And I just find that it's just egregious, it's crazy, and it's just not helpful to anyone. People just don't want to believe this thing is real and they just don't want to follow the rules. I mean, who doesn't love a good party, Matt? Hey, but- <laughs> sign me up. Uh, but we, we, <laughs> no, I, that I, I want nothing to do with the party right now, but, uh, the Osceola County Sheriff, Russ Gibson, he did talk about this. Let's listen to what he had to say. They're selling tickets. However they do it. Um, you pay an entry fee. Um, and I'm not sure how all that works. Uh, but I know that that's how it goes. I hate to even use a word, uh, stupid, but I, I can't think of any other word to describe this. And it's also uncaring. These people are living in a moment and have no thought about what tomorrow could bring or what their actions today could cause to somebody that they love. We're gonna send a clear message that you're not gonna be able to do that here in Osceola County. This isn't gonna be the party capital of the world. So there you have it. You could tell he's he's bothered by it and he's worried about it. They did find uh, some guns on people when they broke up these parties and you could see they certainly weren't social distancing. They were outside, you know, they say to be outside for a party, but. Basically, folks are yeah renting a bunch of houses, having big parties, and selling tickets to it. I was going to say, if you're just going to be outside, then don't bother to rent the house part. That would save you money. <laughs> just go to the streets and start living it up. But they're they're inside as well, not socially distancing. So it, it just makes you kind of crazy. Yeah, yeah, it really does. All right, so let's venture away. I know on the chat, everybody's still talking about the coronavirus and schools, and I'm so glad you're all with us right now. Uh, I do want to kind of, this is Friday. we got to cheer it up a little bit and talk about an interesting case. This one happened in Cocoa Beach. There was this guy, he was walking past a kid who was in the water, noticed a commotion. Turns out there's a little shark in the water. Here it is. You see it in there? Making a beeline for the kid. And this guy who is a cop, 
He's an off-duty cop. <laughs> he grabs the little guy on the boogie board, pulls him out of the way. Let's listen uh, to this guy. I'm not in any sort of uniform. So to him, I'm a stranger saying, child, come here, come this way. He probably looked at me, was like, ah, stranger danger. But that's when I knew, you know, he's not listening. So I had to go get him. Once I realized that the shark took a beeline straight towards the child, I knew that I had to act right there in that incident and grab the child. I pulled him out of the water. Yeah, so... Uh, well, that's I, the guy who needs the applause. Good job. Yes, let's give him a little bit of an applause. <laughs> nice job, Adrian. You reach in and you grab somebody else's kid. That is that is pretty impressive because most of the time I'm very hesitant to, like, comment or grab anybody's kid. And, you know, it just yeah. that's a, that's a yeah, big move to make. Have to weigh stranger danger with shark danger. So which is it going to be? I'm going with the stranger. Yeah, you might as well. I agree with you there. I, now, I will say I did read a lot of articles that kind of hyped up the shark a little more. The shark, I mean, uh, Ginger was laughing at me when we were watching it during the show. <laughs> the shark isn't the biggest, okay? it's not. It wasn't a great white. We'll just say that. But, but I still yeah. think it was very heroic for him to grab the kid and pull him out of the water. You did mock the size of the shark. <laughs> I mean, if that were your kid, you'd be happy somebody went in there and just snatched her right up because a shark is a shark and it has teeth and it can bite. Look, if I see a fin in the water, I don't know that I'm going to be brave enough to grab my own kid and get out. So I, <laughs> I don't care. Terrible dad right now. That's awful. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Okay. So moving on from that. Yeah. Is it my favorite story? Tom? It is. Yeah, I know. You love this one. It is so well because you know the news is heavy right now with everything going on. So I always love a good animal adventure story. The shark was great, but this one is even better. We're talking. <laughs> there we are. Here we go. Look at that sweet cat. Look at that. <laughs> <laughs> this cat. This is in like the Tampa St. Pete area, and I now follow this cat on Instagram. It's Fisher the Maine Coon. And look at how comfortable Fisher is on this paddleboard, just chilling and look, what, wait for it, look at that. Okay, that's not easy to do, guys. Fisher is handling his business. And his <laughs> owner says that he just took to the water right away. I think we have some sound. Oh, yeah, let me, sh let me play that for you. Power pole, uh, Airhead Water Sports. Um, Fido. Fido Pet Products, they do a line of life preservers. You know, he's got over 13,000 followers on Facebook and Instagram now. He's big time. <laughs> he, is, he is really big time. And I love that. It's a Maine Coon cat. And those cats, have they are giants, right? And they have thick fur. So you wouldn't think he'd like the water. It'd be so heavy on its fur. But, I mean, he just... Took to water like a shark, Matt. <laughs> okay, I, <laughs> I've i never seen a cat like the water like that before. And just seeing him in the water is ridiculous. But this got you and I on, on a whole separate, down a rabbit hole of what these cats look like. These cats have human faces. And I've got to show you. Hold on here. Let's look at these guys. <laughs> Are you kidding me? People actually have these things in their houses? <laughs> men dressed up like that. <laughs> <laughs> what is that giant one on? I, I that almost looks photoshopped but i know it's not because they can get really big it had i mean it looks so real 
It has a mane like a tiger. And I mean, it's, it is. It's like a person dressed up from the Broadway show Cats, like hanging out on your house. Like uh, if I saw that cat, <laughs> it like sitting in a, in the corner of a room in my house, I'm moving. Like those things freak me out and they're really big. <laughs> you live here now. <laughs> yeah. I'll be the outside person <laughs> and the yeah. cat can take the they're, house. They're beautiful. If you could have one, would you have one of those? Uh, you know, I think it'd be kind of interesting. I just worry. I've had small cats that were psychopaths and tried to kill me. So if that thing really, you know, wanted me dead, I don't like my oh. odds. Yeah. A cat is psychopath. That's redundant. We all know <laughs> that they're all, they're crazy. I mean, I can say that because I have one and yeah. she just, she loves you. And then the next minute she wants to murder you. So it's fun. <laughs> one of my it's favorite, all. one of my favorite memes is if your cat could text you, it wouldn't. <laughs> oh, I love that. It's so true. Yeah. Yeah. So let's uh, let's join. So we're going to finish this day off. Since we don't have a guest, we like to do a little thing. We dive into our hate mail of the mean things that people have sent us. And Ginger, the other day, I took off the six o'clock show and you guys got some fun messages. When you say you guys, you mean Lisa Bell? Yes. And, and I. Mm -hmm. It's, you know what, this is, going back to school, this is why I would do distance learning, because it would keep me away from bullies like this, <laughs> because these people are bullies, <laughs> and I don't care. So anyway, yeah, it's all, and it's always about the hair. I, I don't understand. So let me just read it. There it is on your screen. And this came into the News 6 Facebook page. Please tell your female newscasters on the 6 p.m. news, Ginger and Lisa, that their long, stringy hair is not attractive and is very distracting. Why does it have to hang over their shoulders like a dead animal? <laughs> <laughs> Just saying. <laughs> the dead animal part is my favorite. <laughs> the dead animal's a nice touch. At least they're a good writer, you know? And uh, <laughs> what was going on that day? I didn't see that 6 o'clock show. You got to... A couple emails. Do you think Lisa and I were wearing dead animals on that day because you were off? It's like, hey, let's have a, you know, what's a good idea? Matt's not here. Let's wear dead animals on our head, Lisa. Let's do it. I mean, PETA, just... PETA was not okay with that six o'clock show. <laughs> oh, and no person who wrote that. I just don't understand. It's so mean. Not hey, you guys do a good job, or even if you do a bad, at least talk about my performance. Yeah. You know, I'd rather you do that than just my appearance, which it seems that that's all anybody wants to talk about. Mm -hmm. When it comes to the female newscasters, anyway, it yeah. seems like. But that, you get some too, but not as much as the women, I think. Yeah, people mostly focus on my tight suits and you guys' hair for some reason. That That is always what people focus on. Uh, I did get one. I'm going to I'm gonna show you one of mine. So I have to give you a little backstory here. So people call us fake news a lot on social media. Nobody ever says it in person, uh, oddly enough. They get that keyboard courage. So I actually took a picture of my daughter Sawyer while we were uh, – I bought her a slingshot and she had the funniest little face and then we memed it. And this is for people who call me fake news online. I just respond with this. Call my daddy fake news one more time. Look at the face. Look at the focus oh on that child. She's four and I am scared of her. <laughs> you do not want to cross this young lady. Let me tell you that. She's looking at me right no. now like, why are you talking to me? So, so I post that online, right? And I'm thinking... 
this is a good way to kind of de-escalate situations. And then I get this tweet. Let me find this thing. Uh, I think this is it. Okay, using children family man image to justify misinformation prostitution isn't helping your cause. And now, okay, if that wasn't weird enough, he says that's just low, but being under the CIA's do as I pay you to or die is a lot of pressure. So no worries. I'm not judging. There's a um, lot to unpack. All that was is did he have a stroke while writing the, after writing the first half and then went to the CIA and wrote the second half? What happened? I don't know. Uh, it, it's wild. But I think people actually think that, you know, we're somehow, even though we never push for one side or the other or anything, we, we stay very, it's our job to stay unbiased. But, you know, uh, to use a picture of my, he says I'm using a picture, family man image. That's not an image, baby. That's who I am. I've got a Barbie dream house like three feet from me right now. Okay. <laughs> so you're not afraid to play with uh, it. No, no. I I played with it yesterday. So don't even mess with me. Uh, That's disgusting that he would say that. And it's like, you know, I hate that he used it. Like sweet little Sawyer. It's like, don't don't talk about her like that. That we'll all just come looking for him. Yeah. That's it's all Whatever. good. Anyway, it's fine. all good. We're, we're getting lots of love on the chat. Thank you so much for everybody who's joining us. Uh, Michelle loves the meme. Uh, Mike says, I'm so glad I don't have to deal with the public anymore. And uh, Tammy says, I love it, Matt. Love your daughter's look on her face. She, yes. she does not hide her emotions well, I can tell you that. Oh, my gosh. Do you want to do the other one? Because there was one more that I got. Okay, this is my favorite one for you. It fired people up. People, I, I was like, people were calling me. It was like, do you want us to answer this person? I was like, no, no. I mean, I could have taken it down, but I was like, just just let her have her say. It's fine. It's we're, it's a free country. Oh, okay. Right? okay. I don't know if I have that one. I don't know if I have Which that one. one? The, this is the I one. Think. That one was just mean. This one is a little funny oh, and mean. Uh, that one. Okay. <laughs> this Another one. It's Lisa. It's when, Matt, apparently you can't take off ever. Um, this one. <laughs> I love it. Once again, it's a compliment sandwich. <laughs> oh, only this one's an open face sandwich because it starts with a compliment and then just obliterates oh, us our hair. It says, love channel six, but Ginger and Lisa cut your hair. You are a news anchor, not a stripper. You just Ooh. don't look professional. Now, see, they should have ended it with, like another slice of bread another little compliment there it's like but love what you do but this person just we have an open face compliment sandwich <laughs> now how do you get stripper how do you get a stripper we're sitting on the news desk i mean do you guys wear a lot of glitter or what <laughs> clear heel shoes i don't know i don't know we don't i don't know <laughs> That was that was harsh. The stripper comment is uh, is very yeah. harsh. But I thought you were going to do the other one. But that's any, anyway. That's just as good. That one's even better because it includes someone else. Just so people will know. And I don't know if you recall what Lisa Bell looks like. She's been gone all week, but she's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And people like everyone loves her. She's just you know, and the nicest person. So to say those things about two different women just means that person obviously has some issue perhaps with women like did you ask someone out and they said no and then you will watch the six o'clock news yeah and then the first was 
yeah, you guys suck. I think you're right. <laughs> I think a lot of people bring their own private frustrations into these uh, suggestions to you guys. But I think you both always look great on TV. Obviously, I'm a little biased. Um, but, you know, I like that you guys are sitting next to me. I haven't ever been called a stripper uh, on the news. So. I, th I definitely haven't lived, but I like that most people, you know, I sit next to you guys. Everybody looks at you guys. So they, they, they turn their attention away from me very quickly uh, and I'll take it. And you definitely get a lot of compliments. I just don't think people uh, voice those as much as they should. Probably you're getting a lot of compliments well, right now. Let's just start with that. Yes. Let's, let's just only let's only send compliments from here on out. Let's see how that works. I like that. I like that for sure. Well, this has been a great episode. Just you and me, Ginger Gadsden. Uh, on Florida's fourth estate, I have enjoyed it. Even when we dive into our hate mail, hopefully these parents uh, can make a decision that they'll be at peace with when it comes to deciding if your kids are going to go to school or not. And most of them don't have a whole lot of time left to answer. By the way, if you're a parent and you're you're wondering about what to choose as far as virtual school or launch ed or whatever, if you do not choose today, your kid is automatically put in for face-to-face -face learning. So keep that in mind. If you don't make a decision, that's what they're signed up for. I just want to say one other piece of advice, and I learned this from our dear friend, Ju Button, who we also work with. She's, she says, and she had this meme on her Facebook page, and I, can't, I don't remember it verbatim, but basically, whatever a parent chooses, don't judge them based on what they chose they are choosing because of their lifestyle and what works for them and what works for you doesn't work for her doesn't so a lot of people might be judgy if you send your kids back to school and saying you're putting them in danger well then what would you do what is your advice if that parent has no other choice because they have to work and they don't have anyone else at home to help teach their kid because you can't just leave your child home alone with a computer screen. That would be reckless and irresponsible. So no matter what your parent friend chooses, support them in that. Yeah, I love I love that. That's a, the perfect way to end it. Amy saying amen to that. Yeah. Make your decision. Be comfortable with your own decision. Uh, but whatever everybody else chooses. Just kind of, yeah. you know, let them do their thing because everybody's situation is certainly a lot different. Ginger Gadsden, thank you for joining me for another lively edition of Florida's Fourth Estate. My name is Matt Austin. Hope you all have a fantastic week. Thanks for joining us.